You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Sarah's going to be really sad that she missed the opportunity to hang out with our friends from LCMS Youth Ministry today. But she had some important things to do. She went away to help welcome a new niece into the world. So, But I know she's going to be really sad because we are talking about LCMS Youth Gathering for 2025. In studio with us today, the Reverend Mark Kiesling. Thanks so much for joining us today. Our pleasure. It's great to be here. DCE Juliana Schultz. Hi, great to be here. And Meredith Smith. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Andy. Okay, I didn't give all your titles because... Everybody's got like new titles these days. Mark, you're still director of youth ministry, correct? I am, far as I know. Juliana, what's your current title? I'm the program manager for resources and leadership. Very good. Very good. And Meredith? Communication specialist. Excellent. Great titles because you all do important things in LCMS youth ministry. And much of that has to do with what happens at this really small event that happens every three years. (laughs) A blip. Yeah, yeah. We, we, youth ministry has its own triennium, um, yes, leading up to a, a youth gathering that happens every three years. We had a great one in Houston in 22, and I learned a lot. This was, I can't remember which number this was for me. What was, what number was this for you? Was, oh, was Houston? I'm up to nine ish, I think. Yeah. Yeah. In different roles. In different roles. Yeah. It was my yeah. fifth one, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know. Six. Sixth. Mm-hmm. Wow. What what happens at an LCMS youth gathering, Mark, that, and we'll talk about why it's important more, mm-hmm. but just give us a breakdown of what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. So this next one coming up is in July of 2025, July 19th to the 23rd. So it's days of celebration, of service, of learning. Time that we come together will be in the Superdome down in New Orleans, where we'll have a time to come again for a continual learning, but then also uh, celebrate the divine service, which is always a highlight mm-hmm. of the event to bring thousands of young people and adults together uh, around Christ's gifts and to be able to celebrate who we are as uh, Christ's body. So that's always exciting. But the gathering is also more than just the days at the event as well. There's a lot of preparation that goes yeah. into it. So it's the community building that gets built at the local congregation, times in God's word, God's word, youth getting to know each other, getting to know the support of adults in their congregation, as well as so many people that support them and invest in them to go to an event like this, but it's great. I mean, it's, I think it's a time for, again, young people to see the vastness of the church, to understand no matter where they go, there are other Lutheran Christians where they're going to go in their country, be able to connect it with, again, other congregations. And then also to see too what the impact the body of Christ can have on a community over a short amount of time through their hours of service and just the way they connect with hoteliers and workers and convention centers and domes. Uh, it's really awesome to see our kids make an impact. It's four days, but how many days are really packed into those four days? Like right. if you were to do youth <laughs> gathering math. They're intense They're days intense. for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah, with not a lot of sleep. But <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but there's so much packed into those four days. And, and for many of our youth, they're in a new city experiencing uh, this whole city. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out, Getting to meet youth from all over the church, mm-hmm. roughly how how many were at the last youth gathering? Uh, over eighteen thousand, twenty thousand total to all the volunteers mm-hmm. and everyone combined. So yeah, wow. own little city that kind of comes into another city. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, cool. it's, yeah. It's kind of like setting up and, and building a whole city, a whole village right within mm-hmm. yeah. a convention center uh-huh. and a stadium. Yeah, uh-huh. there's there's so many things happening in that experience. Juliana, why is this? Why is the youth gathering a valuable experience for? not just for youth, but for adults and for the LCMS at large. Yeah, there's so many ways in which it's valuable. I certainly, we we know that every day uh, we talk about, there's so many things going on, but they're all really rooted in, in Jesus and, and in spending time in God's word. Every one of those 
20,000 people spends time in Bible study every day. Our participants go to different sessions, getting to spend time with each other and in their youth groups to be able to debrief with what's going on. So really all that time you spent in God's word and together around Jesus is is always valuable no matter where you are. But I we definitely hear a lot of feedback from people who attend that it is a place where you see just how big your church is beyond just your individual congregation and the perspective that that provides you both in understanding that, that God's church is so much bigger than maybe we understand, but also that I don't have to be, I'm not alone in this. I'm not the only one who who believes what I do or who confesses our what we believe together. And so to be able to have that perspective is is huge and, and a really beautiful thing. And they get to have access to to expert speakers and recognized service organizations and the Concordias and new teachers that expose them to a variety of different. Yeah, I think in my own mind, I kind of sum it up in learn, serve and pray Yeah, with like 20,000 other mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, that whether it's on the floor meeting so many people in the convention center or in the sessions learning something that might not necessarily get to have the opportunity, like speakers that they might not necessarily get to hear in their in their own setting at home, to the servant events that happen all over the city, to praying, to like gathering together for divine service in a stadium with twenty thousand mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, it, what a picture that that is! Like like you said, to see that the church is bigger than what we imagine. Mm-hmm. And we we talk about the gathering is bigger than those five days because, for example, we. Great examples of, hey, I did a service project on the floor at the interactive center, and then we went back and did it at home with a different group of people, and we were able to carry that back. And now it's a regular connection that we make. Or we had a conversation, or I went to see a speaker on a topic that maybe I hadn't heard addressed before, and now we're studying it as a Bible study back at home. And so it's a great kickstart for a lot of the activity and ministry that can happen back at home as well. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2022, we gathered in Houston. Meredith, I know that's home for you, hometown yes. for you. But we're going to another city that you love in 2025. Tell us about the site for the 2025 Youth Gathering. So the 2025 Gathering will be in New Orleans, Louisiana. And if anybody mm-hmm. has been a fan of the Gathering for a while, they are pretty familiar with this yeah. city. And the city of New Orleans is pretty familiar with the LCMS youth coming to town. <laughs> they they for sure know who we are. In conversations, we work really closely with the Convention and Visitors Bureau. One of their sayings that they have is New Orleans is built to host, and they truly <laughs> are built to host. They have world-class facilities that will be a part of the Convention Center and the Superdome for mass events, as well as some world-class food. I don't think any of us are shy of all the good food that will be consumed <laughs> in New Orleans. It's a really great city to be in. There's a lot of opportunities for our servant events to help those communities. And New Orleans also has a pretty deep LCMS history Mm. that we're hoping to share that with people Mm. along the way. And for those of us here in St. Louis, yes, this Mm -hmm. is certainly, yeah, that answering connection Mm -hmm. too. Okay, you mentioned food, totally random question that's not in the list, not in the lineup for today. You said favorite places to eat. So now I have to ask Mm. all of you, since you've been in New Orleans, favorite places to eat in if you have to narrow it down to five, that's fine. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Don't okay. Worry. This is my top one. It's not a meal, but the snowballs, particularly from Hanson's Snowblizz. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very great. They have a, I think they got nominated for a James Beard Award. I believe so. Describe what that is. A snowball is 
the better version of a snow cone. A snowball is more finely shaved ice. Mm. It's actually called a New Orleans style shaved ice. Mm. It's pretty special. (laughs) I love Koshan's, which is a very much a true Cajun restaurant. So it uses the old style Cajun food preparation and everything. It's unique. It may not be for every youth, I would say, or unless you really got to prep them probably on the front end. But that is my favorite place to go. What is unique? Like, oh, like Cajun style, like, well, like just even the long, slow cooking of the meat. But then mm-hmm. it's going to worry if you want to have like pork belly, you want to try rabbit, you want to try stuff like that's unique. That's the place to go, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Juliana, do you have a favorite in New Orleans yet? There's so, so many. I'm having trouble <laughs> picking just one. I, I mean, beignets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, would just I would make in all of my meals beignets if my baseline <laughs> would allow. Um, uh, especially with ch- chicory coffee. I mean, just like really? that's yes, all always. But luckily, we we have to like you know. There's so much other stuff that to explore and eat there that you can maybe not eat beignets through meals. <laughs> not suggested. This, New Orleans is a great city. I mean, in the summer when we go in July. It's a lot like St. Louis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it feels a lot like Warm. St. Louis. Warm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Warm, not dry, generally humid. Yes. Which feels just like home. Right. Exactly. Uh, for those of us in St. Louis. <laughs> but there are other great things about the city as well. I mean, the the opportunities to serve in New Orleans mm-hmm. are always abundant as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many servant events. I know the last time we were there in 2016 mm-hmm. with servant mm-hmm. events. And I know, obviously, it's only 2023. We don't have all those planned right mm-hmm. now. But are there? I'm sure there are plenty of opportunities for servant events again in, in 2025. There are, for sure, in the city of New Orleans, really great organizations that we get to work with in their context and so get to serve in the name of Jesus in that way. And then we're going to continue to do, we did this in 2022 as well, probably because we, just, we weren't sure with COVID would always be happening. It, it worked well. We're going to continue it as really do on-site service learning as well. As kind of Meredith said a little bit and Juliana said is that these opportunities to come and get a little taste of it maybe at the convention center, then how do we take that back home? Where are organizations we can partner with when we go back? Or how can the church mm-hmm. itself be this place where we're going to serve in this way back in our community? So excited about developing that program even more from the last gathering. Every gathering has a theme. Mm-hmm. And the, the the themes for the last few gatherings that I've been to have just been so encouraging and something that, that we carry with us. Mm-hmm. You know, real present God, you, you, that just that stays with you. Mm-hmm. And in Christ alone, obviously, and all of them have been just very meaningful. What role does the theme play in a gathering? How does it shape everything that happens at a gathering? Right. So that's where we start. So we had a meeting already in January of 23, brought together Mm -hmm. planners, brought together other youth leaders, brought together youth, our staff, theological advisors, and others, just to kind of have a conversation to say, again, what maybe makes themes memorable? Like, what do we do well to set those up to allow us to go deep into God's word and then also have some maybe resources after how do we continue to use it in that way? So there's like that connection point. So we, we talk about that, but then we just spend time in prayer, listening to our youth in God's words and just see some of those themes that are coming out when we say, hey, youth, how can the church encourage you in your life in Christ? And they gave maybe some of those themes and those connections and then really start to dig into where are some scriptural pieces that could help us be a focus. It's a lot. There's a lot going on at a gathering. So in some ways we have plenty of time and plenty of energy to talk a lot about God's word. But at the same time, you could have a really scattered shot piece too of where there could be a lot of things we could look at. And so we really want to have some themes to say like, what can we dig deep into from there to be our focus? And then, you know, go, go deeper rather than, I guess, deeper than rather than wider, maybe on some of those topics. So we come up with a theme and then that really becomes this place where we have that, that becomes a, a way in which we write our theological foundation paper. 
which we have out for 2025. We have sub-themes and talking points. And that way, our youth and adults are kind of speaking this language around that theme and around that scripture voice. So I know a lot of us will talk about and we'll see a reaction on uh, Facebook that people will say like, oh, I still have that scripture so well memorized because of the youth gathering because we just talked about it a lot. And that becomes this meaningful scripture in their life when maybe life is difficult or times of joy as well that they reflect back on. And so oftentimes from our participants, that theme might become that thing that really encourages them in their daily walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. In all things, I mean, Mm -hmm. right? always, I think the themes have really been a strong focus on that encouragement that we have from God's word too, mm-hmm. that, that what God has done for us, always a gospel theme. Mm-hmm. Um, we have more to learn about the theme actually for 2025 in just a moment. We'll learn what the theme is for the 2025 LCMS Youth Gathering in just a moment right here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Today we are learning about the LCMS Youth Gathering and particularly looking forward to the theme for the LCMS Youth Gathering happening in 2025 in New Orleans. We have the great crew from LCMS Youth Ministry in studio today to to give us all the insights. All right, so we're headed to New Orleans in 2025, July of 2025. The theme has been announced. It has been. What's the theme of the 2025? So we landed on the theme Endure. And so looking again at certainly that encouragement for us to endure in our faith, but also looking at the endurance which comes from Christ and how he endured for us. And the theme verse is Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And so after our time of study and time of discussion, it was that that was kind of this theme of endure, encouragement for young people, giving them, again, stories um, from God's word, but also God's people to encourage them in their life of faith. When we're, it's kind of coming off of in all things, we talked about all the things in the world that we certainly then look to Christ that endures and all of that. Then it was like, well, let's talk about that verb um, and that concept of enduring in our world. That process of studying God's word and developing the theme for the gathering, which really shapes three years of your life and the the, the lives of those who are attending the gathering as well. Um, tell me about your first time going through that process. I know it wasn't this gathering, but for your first experience going through that process of of seeing the theme the, the the study of God's word and, and that theme develop. What was that like for you, Juliana, the first time going through that process? A little overwhelming, right? Because as Mark said earlier, right, we could we could really pull a million themes or more infinite themes out of scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to know to focus on for for the gathering. And so how do you pick just one as an adult leader? 
when I bring kids to the gathering, the theme is already fully formed. And I'm spending a lot of my time sort of marveling at the logistics <laughs> of the event. And so when I came on to the staff, I was really kind of focused on the program development and the logistics. But but we spend a huge amount of time really focusing on God's word and the theme as a part of the entire planning process from the beginning to the end. And a huge percentage of that time uh, we spend really diving into the theology before we ever plan a single thing. We've spent 10 months looking at Endure before we, before we even start to plan a single Bible study or piece of the floor or uh, a mass event. So just how much time was spent on that was, I think, uh, mm-hmm. big for me. What do you remember about first time going through that theme process? Also very overwhelmed. Uh, it was incredible to be in a room full of people who care so deeply about young people. And I remember having those young people in the room and seeing them sit next to like, you know, the head of CTCR and <laughs> those two kinds of people having conversations about the theme and then how it comes out of that. I was just amazed at how um, how smart our young people are and how much they want to be diving into God's word to make it applicable for their lives. Mm-hmm. You brought up a, a great point. Another theme, people who care about young people of our church, mm-hmm. that, which is a common phrase I hear on another podcast. <laughs> what podcast is that? Again, I think it's called End goals. End goals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You can check it out at KFUO.org. How is the the gathering a a place where those types of relationships that Meredith was describing, like a young person sitting next to a a mature person in the in the church, maybe a leader in the church, where those relationships can um not only grow, but what happens in those relationships in a setting like the gathering? Yeah, it it's really amazing like to see how many of our adult leaders thousands of adult leaders that are investing vacation time some of them are on staff certainly at churches but so many of them are not just because they love kids and they want to develop those relationships and so you just get to see again and so often it's those adult leaders who are doing it because someone did that for them when they were young and they want to be that caring adult for another young person and so they spend their time as juliana said prepping the theology and the bible study and the prayer that goes into it so that then they can be speaking God's word to young people, encouraging them in their faith and connecting them. And so that's a part of it is to see, again, Juliana gets work on that side of it a lot, uh, those adult leaders that are just pouring into that information and, and prepping for that and wanting to be involved in the life of a young person. And speaking of preparation for a gathering, I know it's not until 2025, but as you pointed out earlier, there are many things that happen mm-hmm. leading up to the gathering and post-gathering as well, as we take home the, the things that we've learned and implement them at home as well. What are some things that are in store in preparation for gathering? Where do we, do we want to start about yeah. what's coming up? We can start with with resources, which are already out, right? So churches are going to start now and, and for the next few months thinking about what young people are in that age bracket to be going to the gathering. And in particular, what adult leaders are going to take on that responsibility of helping plan and prepare the trip for those young people. And so picking those adult leaders And as they get chosen, then we have all sorts of resources that become available to them. We put resources out every few months from now all the way through the gathering for those adult leaders. So like right now, an 18-month planning calendar, a budgeting sheet, a key terms for the gathering, especially for those who are going for the first time to understand all the different components of the gathering. Right. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. 
are all available now and more will be coming out to help every adult leader feel confident that they can plan and prepare this trip and be able to make it the best opportunity for their young people that they can. Where are those resources? Where do they exist? They are on our website, lcmsgathering.com slash resources. Resources are, are available now to start planning for preparing mm-hmm. for the youth gathering. What else is on deck for this, well, the next year and a half? So the year leading up to the gathering, so 2024, We host the National Lutheran Youth Workers Conference, National for short. And it's a standalone youth ministry conference that happens to be hosted in the Gathering Host City. So we'll be in New Orleans this time. And it is a great opportunity for adult leaders to come. And uh, if you're one of those first-time leaders, learn from some of our veteran leaders and just kind of get a lay of the land of what you can expect at the gathering. We've got a lot of great feedback in the last couple of years of how valuable it is for our adult leaders to come and not only talk to staff, but to other youth leaders that have led groups before and to just be in the host city to maybe find their favorite place to get beignets. <laughs> <laughs> and that when does that typically take place? The next national will take place July 21st through the 24th, 2024. So literally a year mm-hmm. in Absolutely. advance. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And yep. registration for national is now open again on the Gathering website, lcmsgathering.com. Very good. Anything else in store? Yeah, it's another big part. I know we'll probably maybe do a a separate episode about this, maybe a discussion, but then uh, we are blessed that we have over a thousand volunteers that work at the youth gathering in a variety of ways. And we're not just talking about the adult leaders who volunteer. These are people who give up their time to be hospitality and safety people, program people, help with the event. And so those are a number of key groups. One of those is what we call our ambassadors. That application should be open by the end of this year. So 2023 into early 2024. These are pastors and DCEs and church workers and lay people who serve a little commit extra time to come in and get trained and things like that. So it's about a week commitment, mm-hmm. but we have that application that'll be opening here soon. Uh, we have our young adult volunteers, which are those primary age 19 to 25, or just wonderful young adults in our church body that come and serve, bring such energy to the event. That main application will open up next summer. We do have a small one for a small group of people we call squad leaders. Those are usually experienced. Yeah, I've said maybe had one under their belt. I may want to do some more leadership roles. That'll be opening up early in 24 for a short time uh, before we jump into the big one in, in 2025. And then we have what we call Team Flex. These are flexible volunteers that can work from as short as four hours to the entire event. And that application will be open into 2025 for a few months leading up to the event itself. So ambassadors, young adult volunteers, or YAVs, Orange mm-hmm. Nation, mm-hmm. and Team, Team Flex. Flex. Mm-hmm. It's not just people who stand around and no. like show off their muscles. Some no, do. Some do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so applications for ambassadors will be opening by the end of this year, correct? correct? Mm-hmm. And that is a, a an opportunity that involves some some training Correct. as well to to mm-hmm. serve as a, a leader mm-hmm. at the gathering. Mm-hmm. Other things that we need to be doing to prepare for the gathering, especially in the congregations. You mentioned Juliana resources are available. If I am a, a parent or a leader or youth, what should I be thinking about or working on right now to prepare for 2025? We have pieces now to help you think about your budget, right? Mm-hmm. We know that the gathering isn't an inexpensive thing, to, especially if you're bringing a bigger group. And so we want to make sure that you are prepared for the the budgeting part of that. We have great fundraising ideas. We want to make sure that you are connected to the ways that we're going to communicate with you. So making sure you're on our Facebook group, that you are signed up for mailings, emails, and those kinds of things, which you can do off the website. So yeah, and and start praying, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly, you know, we have, as you have adults or parents, you're praying for the impact of the gathering on your young people, preparing 
their hearts and minds in advance for that. And then, you know, praying for our staff and for our Mm -hmm. many, many planners who help make this gathering go as we start to prepare all the logistics. Yeah, there are a lot of planners and volunteers. How many, just roughly, how many volunteers serve to for the the gathering to take place? Yeah, so the planning team's about 200. And then when you add on those ambassadors and you add some flex, you're over 1,000. So about mm-hmm. probably 12 to 1,500. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else that we need to be thinking about in order to prepare for 2025? One important date to keep in mind is that gathering registration will open in 2024. We open online data entry in October of 2024, and then congregations can begin sending in their registration November 1st, 2024. And registration is really open up until May before the gathering. So if you're not ready in November, that's okay. You have some time. Mm -hmm. So in about a year from now, online data entry, what is that? Online data entry is where your primary adult leader can go into our registration software, start entering all of the information for all of the youth and adults that are coming to the gathering. There's a couple of forms that we'll have them fill out. You have to get a pastoral affirmation form filmed out. So we get the pastor involved. And that way, when that November 1st date comes, you can just print out all your stuff and send it in immediately. It gives you like a nice window of of time to do the paperwork that's needed for gathering. Correct. Having that, that online form to fill out and then you print it and then send it in. Right. And like Mara said, you can continue to add people too, or you can register after November 1st too. There's mm-hmm. plenty of time to do that. That's just kind of the first date we allow for things to come in as we start to get people prepared and into housing and all that fun stuff along the way. And then it gets real. That's right. That's right. That's very real. <laughs> and if you're nervous, you're like, I would love to do this, but I'm not sure I can do it. Yeah. You know, Meredith and I do gathering update Zooms. We're going to open office hours. We're going to do that monthly. So there'll be starting in January, lots and lots of communication to walk you through every step so that you can be confident when you go. Mm-hmm. And this involves coffee too, right? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you team so much for spending some time. Again, lcmsgathering.com. You can find lots of resources there and a great theme, Endure. I'm really looking forward to it. KFUO loves being there and being a part of the gathering as well. We have a lot of fun meeting so many people at the gathering. So looking forward to it. It is certainly on our agenda for 2025. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Reverend Mark Kiesling, DCE Juliana Schultz, Meredith Smith. Thank you so much for being in the studio. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.